hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Welcome to episode 92, your weekly hit of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, connecting with innovation. They are proud sponsors of uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. And joining me, Trevor Long, each and every week is the other bloke, Talking Tech, Stephen Fennick. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Busy week, and I've noticed a very busy week at techguide.com.au, where we get a lot of the inspiration for our topics each and every week. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about, so we won't waste any time. Now, I don't mind talking about surveys because you learn little bits and pieces here, here and then. They've always got a backstory to them and uh, and there's a reason why companies do surveys. Sometimes it's for their own internal use and we'll talk about one of those shortly. But another one is just to get publicity and this is an interesting one because with the holiday season fast approaching and essentially people, you know, a couple of weeks of school left, um, you know, holiday makers out and about, can you live without technology for a period of time um do you need to you know do a bit of uh they, they say tech detox or another crazy word but in the end i, I actually don't know mate 36 percent of people say they can't escape from technology while on holiday i'd say there's absolutely no way i could well i'm with you there trevor i think uh you and i are very probably well known as tech addicts we, we love our technology here we are talking about it every week mm. so uh i'd say for you and me but we're not your average user i'd like to think trevor like mm. i think the average user out there uh and this survey has revealed who they are uh have well it's surprising that they that they cannot they're so attached i think it, it goes back to the fact that australians are, have always been close to technology they're very much uh, early adopters I think the fact that communication is a big thing for us. Australia is, is so far away from everywhere else. Com- uh, the rest of the world, communication is paramount for us. I think that's probably the core of it, that we need to be in touch. We need to know what's happening. Mm. And uh, I know myself, if if I don't have my phone, if my phone's run out of battery or if I've forgotten it somewhere, I feel a little bit naked without it. So, uh, And I know, mate, I see you on Twitter and all that. We're both pretty active on social networks. Um, so... I think personally, I don't think I could do without it. I've never gone on a holiday without my laptop. So uh, I don't, there's a lot of people are in the same boat, I think. Yeah. Look, the thing about it is too, people, I don't know, some people think the whole social networking thing's weird. But see, I'm not using Twitter all the time just to jibber. I'm, I'm actually, I don't read papers anymore. I don't actually get news from anywhere pretty much but Twitter. And what I do is I use Twitter as an inspiration to then find out what news I want to read about elsewhere. But, you know, just generally the idea of going without text message or email, you know, even if you do shut off your work one, your personal email, you know, we, we like to keep in touch. We like to share our, our holidays instantly. You know, it used to be that you'd come back and you'd print 10 rolls of films and you'd have photo albums. <laughs> well, you don't need to do that anymore because you can just publish the photos you love with your friend. I had a friend um, and a couple of weeks ago, she went to Borneo and uh, we were talking at work around the lunch table with a whole heap of people who were like, we won't hear from you for a couple of weeks. Mate, she put photos up, you know, not every day, but about every three or four days, there was new photos of yeah. the jungle in Borneo. I mean, this well, is the middle of nowhere. 
I'm I'm guilty of that myself, Trevor. I just returned from Hawaii a couple of weeks ago, and I, I put it two or three times. I put yeah. up some photos just yeah. to show the family and my friends what I was up to. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's sort of it's become now uh, part of our life. It's like oxygen for a lot of people. We just can't do without it. But mm. um, can I just go through just some of the stats yeah. on this thing? And and we should mention the fact that you did mention at the top of the segment that there is a motive behind these research. This research was provided by holiday rental website stays dot com dot au. That's stays s t s t a y z dot com dot au. But I think we should do go through it really quickly. Just the stats of themselves. Mm. They serve out eight. 1,900 Australians and found that almost half of holidaymakers uh, phoned with work-related questions by colleagues while they're on leave. <laughs> almost a quarter say working causes arguments with partners or friends while on holiday. Mm-hmm. So interesting to note that it says here that more than half of Aussie workers, that's 51%, confess to checking their emails every day wow. while on holiday. Wow. And more than a quarter, 29%, spend 15 minutes or more scrolling through their inboxes every day. And that hasn't even touched social networking and our habits there. What do you think of that, Trevor? Are you an email checker when you're away? You know, I am. And be, and the number one reason is I, I can go, let's say I'm on holidays for a week. I will definitely check my mail every day for one reason, because I can delete the crap, I can file the stuff that's irrelevant, and I, I don't I don't actually work, like I'm not responding, I'm just ma- making it easier for when I come back. Just monitoring. Okay. Yeah, you know, because you come back and you've got a thousand emails, it's, it's, it's a that. day's work. Yeah, that's um, and you know, let, let me be very clear. Uh, if if you're if you're checking emails instead of going to the beach with the kids, well, you're an idiot. But if <laughs> if if you're that's checking true. emails while the kids are you know in bed at night and you're yeah. you know in the mid waiting for you know your wife to come back from wherever she you know like it's 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 downtime. Yeah? yeah, I agree. Now, well, it it all goes back to that old work life balance, Trevor. I'm sure yep. you've had this discussion in your household. <laughs> it's certainly been discussed in my household. The old work life balance. But I remember years ago thinking technology is going to make our life so much easier. We're going to be hardly doing anything. Yeah. Technology is going to make everything easier. What it's done, it's actually increased our capacity for work and increased uh, increased the number of ways we can be contacted and connected to our workplace. Like work's a thing we do, not a place we go anymore. Mm. And it's because of email and social networking and things like that that keeps us in touch. But you've got to remember, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, there is an off switch to that device you're holding. Remember mm. to use it sometimes. And you know, my, my the number one piece of advice I would give to people, and I need to take it myself absolutely, and I, I understand that, but is actually try now and then just to leave the phone behind. You know, if sometimes you feel like you, even when you go to the shops, you've got to take the phone. Do you know what? You can go without. And, and I try that now probably once a weekend. I just try and leave the phone behind. Like if I'll go to the golf range or something, just leave it behind and let it happen. But it's not always work, Trev. It's social networking too. People want to see if someone's responded to their hmm. tweet or oh, retweeted yeah. them or like their Facebook photo hmm. or like their comment. There's a lot of people who uh, who want to check all the time whether they're getting any love on social networks. You know, I think it's not all work-related here, you see? So it's that's another draw for people as well while they're away. Just quickly, last thing I'd say is, and this is really an interesting one from the bottom of this uh, stays.com that I use um, research, uh, interestingly, almost one in five, that's 17% of travellers, li- li- this is unbelievable, they go straight to work after their holiday without even stopping by home to drop off their luggage. Fair Have income. you been guilty of that, Trevor? 
Well, I think when we got back from uh, San Jose, I um, I went straight to a, a press conference. Absolutely, yes, that's so true. Yes. You could argue that I am guilty of that. Yeah, I've done it myself. No, I've been there, been there, done that. But mm. uh, it's only one in five. That's exactly. I'd be alarmed if it was if it was four in five. That'd in- be pretty bad. Interesting stuff, and you can read those stats at techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, this next topic actually uh, is a nice segue from the previous one about how attached we are to our technology and our devices, uh, and in particular, our smartphones. Uh, and interestingly, earlier this week, uh, Telstra released some research uh, that was conducted uh, on their behalf by the Nielsen Company about how attached to our smartphones smartphones we actually are. Mm. Uh, and the research showed that more than half of us, more than half the Australian population are using smartphones. So more than half of Australian mobile users, 52% are smartphone Mm. users. And that's up from 41% last year. We probably spoke about that stat a year ago, thinking, wow, that's high. And yet it's it's even up further from 2010, 32%. So, hello, there's a solid trend forming here where uh, I'd say next year that that figure is going to be in the 60% bracket. Oh, look, I think it may breach the 70, to be honest. I think they'll easily hit 60, 65, and it could, with the take-up the way it is and, and the, the actual... Here's the thing that, that helps, the, the inability to get non-smartphones. It's yeah. very hard, so it'll grow you know, exponentially. Now, there, there's an interesting one there, too, that some segments, we're talking maybe even females or younger population, some segments show penetration of smartphones at being 86%. Yeah, that's, Ten that's hours surprising. A week. I think it's uh, the, the younger generation there who you think every second kid, uh, even my kids, I've got three teenage kids, they've all got iPhones. Like mm. it's, it's <laughs> that, That's the way of the world nowadays. But um, I, I like the, the part here about the women also embracing smartphones mm. and using it, uh, not just women, but a greater part of women too, using it uh, to help them with their shopping. So they're doing a lot of browsing on their smartphones, some even going ahead and buying the products on the, on their uh, smartphones. But with Christmas coming up, there's a lot of users who obviously the, the smartphone, the fact that it can make calls is incidental. It's like sort of saying, oh, yeah, my boat can float. You know, the, the, the fact that it can make calls is by the by. It's a mini computer in your pocket that they're using to search and with Christmas just coming up, they're doing all their research online. So they're thinking, okay, I got that for Johnny, that for Ding, boom, boom, boom. They're making all their decisions, purchasing decisions with their research and then doing it like sniper shopping. Then when they actually hit the stores, they, they know exactly what to buy and from where. Now, Telstra didn't need to do a survey with Nielsen of 2,119 people to get this stat that almost one in two users are connected to their smartphone at various points across the day. No shit, Sherlock. I mean, really. Um, yeah, I think know. that was in comparison to tablets, where tablet usage is, is greater at night when Obviously. we're relaxing. It's sort I mean, of a, a, really. a sit-back device. So, yeah, not rocket science, but um, you know, <laughs> almost nine in ten of multitask. We're getting into some pretty pretty ridiculous stats. But I think the key <laughs> one here is is the penetration. This is this is really growing. There are stats around saying sixty five percent mobile are already um, smartphones, but I think this is more probably more genuine everyday people. Um, so this is a, this is very interesting. And th- the thing about this is. You know, we just talked about the research from Stays. That's publicity, right? They're not, they're not really using that for anything other than publicity. Telstra, yeah. yeah, definitely some publicity in this, but it's more about making sure that they're ahead of the curve, you know, and they've got to, they've got to know what the trends are. There'll be a whole stack of stuff in here they don't, they don't release. They need, they need to be where the customer's going to be, exactly. not where they are now. Yeah. Like this is the, the, as you said, Telstra 
and Optus and Vodafone, for that matter, they really need to know where the customer is. Hence, mm. uh, these very competitive plans this time of year. Uh, people are looking at upgrading their smartphones. A lot, lot of phone releases in the last few weeks. So we've seen Windows Phone 8, the Galaxy Note 2. There's, a, there's plenty of devices coming in the market. Mm. Uh, and uh, I'm sure there'll be people who will be taking up their very first smartphone uh, in the coming weeks and months. So they're going to add to the statistic your predicted in the 70s next year. We're going to have to remember that, listeners. Mm. Episode 92, Trevor Long predicted 70-plus percent on smartphones next year. You heard it here first. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, this, um, the, 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 the world of Steve Jobs movies is hiding up, and we know about Ashton Kutcher starring in, in the movie, the independent film called Jobs, with a little J and a capital arrest. Yeah, that was stupid, stupid people. Um, <laughs> so, but what's really interesting, and we'd seen all these snaps, you know, from afar of him, but they've released an official publicity shot. And I saw this uh, earlier in the day, maybe on the SMH, but I've got to be honest, mate, well done on, on your article at techguide.com.au because you've got the Ashton Kutcher photo and then you found the, the photo that they actually modelled that photo on, which is Steve Jobs way back when. And you know what? It is it is pretty uncanny. I don't know whether it's just because he's got the, 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 the patchy beard and the hair or whether they actually do look alike in, in some features. But it is pretty uncanny, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. I was very surprised when I saw uh, the studio shot and the other the other actual shot of Steve Jobs. That was taken uh, at his in his office at, in the early years of, of, after Apple being formed as a company. But uh, no, you can see the resemblance with the, his hair swept across in a certain fashion. The beard's identical. Mm. He's got those really dark eyes as well. And, and uh, tell you what, look, looking at that, at first I thought, Ashton Kutcher playing Steve Jobs, really? But now looking at that photo, I'm thinking, boy, this director has seen something that none of us have, has seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be part of the, the film, Jobs, with a lowercase j, is going to be uh, the closing night film at the Sundance Film Festival on January the 27th. And this is the independent film, we should point out, Trev, that this is the uh, not the uh, official Walter Isaacson-based film that uh, Aaron Sorkin is writing, hmm. Aaron Sorkin of West Wing, the Social Network fame. Social Network, he won an Oscar for that adapted screenplay. So this is a totally independent film that is going to obviously be released before that other project. But um, if that is anything to go by, that image and his close resemblance – I think it's going to be something to look forward to. I think, um, and someone else made a point, it might have been you, but it might have been someone else on Twitter, the point that because there's confusion around this, um, I think even television stations at the moment are confusing the two movies um, together, essentially, you know, calling one the other and, and calling one Sony's when it's in the independent. Geez, if this independent one is, doesn't go very well, it's not going to be a good time for Sony. They're going to have a big publicity push to try and educate people that it's not their one. Absolutely. But I think the fact that they've got Aaron Sorkin, who is just a genius writer, I I think he'd he'd make a shopping list interesting to read, Aaron Sorkin. (laughs) He's so good. But um, I think Aaron Sorkin actually came out uh, and actually revealed the, the structure of his screenplay. And he says that it's going to be set in three main uh parts of the film are going to be the 30 minutes before three major product releases. So Mm. I think one was before the iMac, one was before the iPod, and maybe the iPhone. So it's going to tell a bit of a story, a flashback, and uh, really interesting structure there. So we can only wait and see how he does it. We shall see what happens. Uh, uh, And you can see those photos, as I said, uh, at uh, Stephen's website, uh, techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear. And you can go to netgear.com.au and you can see there 
all the work that they do to connect with innovation, whether it's, um, you know, connect forever with easy and reliable products for your work or wireless home network, um, whether in business and you're looking for reliable, affordable and simple solutions for your business, uh, Netgear's got you covered. They've got uh, home networking products to keep your network fast, secure and always on. They've got... uh, solutions to to help you create lifestyle connectivity in your home, you know, whether it's the media um, on your devices and you want to share them between the devices or whether you want to have one consolidated location for all of your best media and you want to share it across all your devices. Um, Christmas is a big thing for Wi-Fi, so uh, Netgear are putting a huge push into into Wi-Fi and they've got some of the best Wi-Fi products on the market. You can read all about those things at netgear.com.au. Click on the home icon to see their um, their range of home products. Uh, proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech, netgear.com.au. Now, I was lucky enough to get my hands on the new Samsung Galaxy camera uh, for a day. Uh, I originally saw this at IFA in Berlin a few months ago, but uh, spent uh, a day using the device. Uh, Samsung organized a terrific outing for the day, lunch, and uh, cruise around on a double-decker London bus. Mm. They did take us to some interesting places to shoot uh, some interesting pictures with their product. Now, Simple explanation, the Galaxy camera, the best way I could describe it is a, it's a smartphone crossed with a camera. So from the front, it looks like every other everyday digital camera with the 21 times zoom lens, got the nice grip and all the zoom controls, 16.3 megapixel resolution. But you turn it around on the other side and you swear you'd be looking at a smartphone screen. It's got a 4.77 inch super clear touchscreen uh, running Android 4.1. Uh, and does everything a smartphone does apart from the phone part. It can't hmm. make actual cellular network calls, but there is a way around it if you want to make, say, Viber calls, Skype calls. There is a way to actually communicate. You can even send text messages. But the whole idea of this being a connected camera, quality pictures that can be shared right off the device, either through the 3G connection, Wi-Fi, or Bluetooth. Now, what's interesting to me here, and it's to, to try and put, you said, you know, it's kind of a smartphone without the SIM card. Essentially, if you think about this, because Android is a very powerful operating system, what they've done is they've gone, you know what, phones are pretty smart, but geez, they, they take crap photos. You know, they take okay photos, but they're, they're nowhere near as good as a real camera. And they've gone, imagine if we put a real camera's lens, the whole kit and caboodle on a smartphone. And then they've gone, but, you know, if we do that, we don't really need the, the phone call part. You know, it still needs a SIM card, but it doesn't need to have a phone button. That's all they've done. They've just made a really exactly. thick smartphone. Totally right. Yeah. And, and, and what impressed me the most, though, is that they didn't skimp on either part. The, the camera part of this is very high quality. I've put some pictures on my story. Very, very impressive pictures uh, and really smart modes too. So modes for macro, so close-ups and, and really intelligent modes like uh, group shot, best face. So if you want to take a photo, it takes a burst shot and all the people's heads in the photograph, you can choose from a burst of five pictures the best faces and combine them into one. You know, someone might have blinked or looked away. You can – those little clever little add-ons – uh, really, uh, if it was just a phone by itself, forget the connectivity part. It'd be a very impressive product. The fact it's got all this connectivity, you can you can put these photos on Instagram. Imagine Instagram yeah. addicts with a camera of oh, this quality. Unbelievable! Go nuts. So look, it's a great it's really, looking, really thing. connected. Hmm. Facebook, you can do everything on it. And what are they doing price wise here? Five hundred and ninety nine dollars. It's not. Hmm. 
cheap. It, it is an investment. But you get a lot for your money, though. The, the, the camera alone, I think if you were buy, to buy a similarly specced, let's say, Canon camera, you wouldn't be paying much less than that. Yeah, no, it's true. That's the yeah. thing. If you're going to buy a bloody good camera, um, I think this this warrants itself as a real option if you're the kind of person that does a lot of that social sharing. It's it's just it's it's a great option. I was very impressed when I first saw it and had a, had a quick look at it. So uh, check out uh, Stephen's full review and some uh, sample photos at techguide.com.au. Now, you had a really interesting article this week at techguide.com.au on, uh, on wooden iPhone and, and Apple product covers. Now, I've got a mate who had a, a wooden literal cover for his iPhone. It was a huge, big, bulky thing that you had to snap open. It was, it was very, very good, very smart, but it was big. And the thing about the iPhone is you put these big covers on them, you, you don't get the, the advantage of it being a, you know, an iPhone at the right size. And what you found are these uh, these things from a company called Woodchuck, and uh, they're 100% wood, but they seem to me to just be like little slithers of, of wood, which is kind of like the wood grain in your car. It's actually not very thick. It's, it's, it's micro millimetres. And essentially, they, they use a 3M adhesive, and they stick onto your iPhone or your iPod or your MacBook or your iPad just to give it some sort of distinctive look. It's a very cool idea, mate. It's a great way to get back to nature, Trevor. That's how I've described it. We live in a very high-tech world, but having this sort of this feel, the look and feel of wood, let's face it, we love the look of wood. I've got a lot of furniture in my house made of wood, and a lot of people have this beautiful wood finish in their cars if they drive those kinds of expensive cars, of course. But uh, having this kind of finish on your device... I think is really pleasant. I think the, that nice tactile feel of the actual wood. So you've got birch, mahogany, or walnut. And as you mentioned, it's not actually a case. There, It's a cover for the front, cover for the back. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it's re- the real deal. It's real wood uh, that will probably outlast the device it's covering. It's, uh, it's pretty solid, very strong. And gives it an interesting look. And I think one of the other cool things that you mentioned in your story, uh, you know, Apple products designed in California, manufactured in China. These things are not manufactured in China. They're, they're actually made in Minneapolis. That's right. They're an American product uh, and shipped in here to Australia and sold through uh, a website called globalavenue.com.au. There's a link on my tech guide story. But as you can see, there's some images there too if we want to check them out of iPhones and iPad and some MacBooks with the nice wood paneling on there. Gives uh, gives your device a bit of a 1970s feel. What do you think, Trev? Oh, look, you know, I've got to be honest. Um, I don't mind them on the iPhone. They look really nice, the different grains of wood you can get. The yeah. iPad and the MacBook ones, I don't know, it kind of just looks like a stick has been put on it, you know, yeah. whereas the, the iPhone one, it looks like you might have had a bit of wood, you know, the phone made out of wood. So there's kind of a balance there. But, you know, just for something different on the iPad, for example, I think it's, uh, it's not a bad-looking thing. And they're not that expensive, are they, mate? They're not. No, they're, I think they're $39.95 for the iPhone cases, 49 for the iPad. Uh, no pricing announced yet for the MacBook, but they're coming. But, um, and the beauty of it is, too, is that you, once you stick them on, if you want to take them off again, it's not going to leave any sticky residue. So they, they pop on and off pretty easily. Yep. Nice, nice work. And you can read about those at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I got a very interesting heads up from a good contact of mine about a something that Optus was planning uh, on announcing uh, uh, later uh, after uh, that, that I already found out about this little uh, this little operation. Mm. And, uh, the fact is that I, I was told that Optus were going to end their unlimited or free social networking access on their post-paid plans. Now, this was introduced in 2010 when they had their timeless plan. So you could access Facebook, 
Twitter, LinkedIn, MySpace, eBay, Foursquare, all those sites without it impacting on your monthly data Mm. allowance. Mm -hmm. Well, my contact whispered to me that this was all going to come to an end. And I I, I did the right thing and I sent uh, Optus an email, gave them a call, and they did confirm the fact that, yes, uh, from this weekend – those, uh, those inclusions are now going to be removed from the postpaid plans, but not long ago, I think about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they did announce 4G prepaid plans that will still offer that free social networking if you want it badly. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting change because it's been so well promoted over the years, the, uh, the free social networking, and essentially, you know, it, it's just such a small amount of data, but I would su- suspect that it's the photos that's killing them. I agree. I think uh, my information is uh, from uh, someone at Optus told me that social networking accounts for up to 25% of data usage, which is quite a chunk Mm. when you think about it. Uh, You're right about the photos, the uploading and the viewing of these on your device. So I think what Optus are after here, they sent me a statement which I've written word for word on, on my story. They want people to be more aware of data. They want to make sure that everyone gets a fair go. Uh, And I think the fact that it is, it is a decent chunk, 25%. They're making sure that the people can really easily monitor their data usage as well. They don't want to catch people out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And a scoop of Tech Guide. So that's why you should check out techguide.com.au regularly and uh, like it on Facebook and follow it on Twitter, techguide.com.au. Now, you've got a couple of interesting products this week, mate, uh, for your minute reviews. And as always, I'm giving you more than a minute because you struggle to talk for less than a minute. I need a, a clock, minute. Trevor. Yeah, look, just trust me. I've given you more time because you yeah. always take more time. Appreciate it. I get emails every week saying, does Stephen know what a minute is? You do I mean, not. He's, oh, mate, all the time. He's <laughs> I've like, got to watch you. It's like my wife, she said she'll be there in a minute. She's me. That's what people say to me. They say, how's, how's Stephen's <laughs> clock, fair income? Anyway, uh, kick it off, mate, with uh, a set of earphones. Yeah, let's go. Start the clock, Trevor. Logitech UE9000. Now, these are a pair of headphones that are the trifecta for me. Number one, noise cancelling. Number two, great sound quality. Number three, they're wireless. Mm. Not many headphones that can give you those, tick those three boxes that the UE9000s do. Uh, they're really well designed. Very, They exude quality. They're nice and heavy and really made out of nice metal. They've got nice articulated uh, hinges and very comfortable to wear. They've got the nice memory foam ear cups as well, 40 millimeter drivers. Sound terrific. Uh, but the really convenient part that attracted me was the fact that they were wireless. And the new iPod Nano, which I happen to have, has got Bluetooth now. And I was listening to my iPod Nano wirelessly through the UE 9000s uh, up to a range of about 10 meters. So rather than having to tangle yourself up in the cable, you can leave the device in your pocket, on your desk, wherever you like. As long as you're in range, terrific. Mm-hmm. Also got noise cancellation, so it filters out the ambient noise. Uh, comes in a really nice case. Sound quality is good. There, there is also an option to use it with the cable connected as well. I found the sound quality improved slightly when the cable was connected. So if the battery died in the UE9000, you're going to attach the cable and use it like a normal pair of headphones. I found the sound quality slightly better with the cable. Uh, not cheap, four hundred and ninety nine ninety five. But as I said, not many headphones on the market can tick all those three boxes when it comes to headphones. Geez, you'd want to be interested in ticking boxes if you've got that much money to spend on headphones, I reckon. But okay. uh, that's not to say that people aren't, mate. That's why these products are on the market. People want quality. Uh, right. And you can read about those in a, a full review at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. 
And uh, it's been a while since we've talked about a TV, mate. Oh, it is. Well, uh, well I've had the Panasonic Viera 47-inch LED smart TV. Now, the model number, which I'll, I'll say here now, but it is on Tech Guide, THL47ET50A. <laughs> a very, bit of a mouthful, but... We just write that say, down. Very nice television. Now, Panasonic, well-known for making plasma TVs, have, have, have come up with a very, very impressive LED TV in this case. Uh, really nice silver frame, very thin, crystal finish. Uh, it's It's got picture quality is excellent. What I liked about it was it gave you plenty of options for picture quality. There were plenty of settings where you could have it how you like it. A lot of options, a lot of modes. Because what I like as a picture, you might think is rubbish. It's a very subjective thing. So that's what I liked about the Panasonic. You could set it how you like it. It's also a smart TV, fully connected. You can watch, d- download content, use apps, catch up TV, the whole works. Wi-Fi built in as well. Also can be uh, controlled with a, a smartphone app for iPhone or Android called Viera Remote. Now, what I liked about this is you can use that as the actual remote. There is a remote with the TV, of course, but mm. you can you do things like adjust the volume, program up and down, change the sources. But what I liked about it was the fact you can use the smartphone screen as a trackpad. So you can no- navigate the website like you would on a laptop using your smartphone screen as a trackpad. You can also use it as the keyboard. If you want to call up sites on the uh, app as well, say, for example, you want to call up Tech Guide, all you need to do is type in the address, the page comes up on the app, you flick it towards the screen, and it appears on the screen itself. So very handy. Uh, it's it's priced at $1,649, which I think is very good value. Recommended retail price it is. You probably get it for under $1,500. 47-inch Panasonic LED Smart TV. And that model number again? <laughs> THL47ET50A. Yeah, that's right. TH-L47ET50A. We know you're writing it down. This is very important information. Uh, that's a very, very good review of a television that uh, we don't do a lot of. So, uh, because they're hard to review, aren't they, mate? They, they're, they're so big to bring in. You've got to get, have a bit, a bit of, of time with them. a logistics effort. Yes, it is. But you, we bring you those here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long. And that's a wrap. You can keep in touch with everything going on in technology uh, by following me on Twitter, Trevor Long, or Stephen Fennick on Twitter, and, of course, at techguide.com.au. Thanks, mate. We'll talk to you next week. No problem, Trevor. Thank you.